Get ready for the Girls on Games podcast, your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 419, and we've got a guest who has a new board game coming out really soon, so that's exciting. Plus, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Mirage, and we're going to be talking about that. But before we do so, I'd like to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? I'm good. Yourself? Good. You're surviving? I'm full of uh, painkillers, and I'm recording from bed. Yes. That's what's happening. Joelle, live from Miami. Live from Miami. Partying in the city till the heat is on. All night on the beach till the break of dawn. Just kidding. Usually in bed by nine every day. (laughs) I love that. Fantastic. And really excited to have... Ben Bertoli back on the show with us this week. Welcome back, Ben, and congratulations on launching your Kickstarter. Thank you. I really, I always love being here, so I'm glad that you guys could find time for me to come on. Oh, yeah. More than happy to do so. All right, let's get through some housekeeping before uh, we get into what everybody's been up to and hear more about Ben's new game. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so on most, if not all, major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. All right. Super excited to have Ben back on with us again. Ben, tell me more about Head Haunt Show. And I want to put the emphasis on haunt. Is that appropriate? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right. it is. Yeah, I keep having to spell it for people because when I'm talking about it, they try to spell it like just the normal, you know, head honcho, like the leader of something. And I'm like, no, it's yeah. a play on words because that's all of my games are all like bad puns. So, yes, it is. Uh, so it's a tabletop game, a card game where you're essentially in a competition to try and haunt as many rooms as you can within this like one creepy old uh, mansion. And uh, basically, you have to send out like little swarms of ghosts to match the patterns in each room. And uh, that's how you capture the rooms and get points and win the game. Become the head honcho yourself. That's really cool. And your currently Kickstarter was launched yesterday? Yesterday, yeah. uh, No, yesterday. So it's been um, about a day and like eight hours. And we are already almost at 70% uh, funded, which is outrageous but uh really good i mean i have a lot of friends and family and uh people who have been following the game for the last year uh stepping in and being like here here's our support and uh it's nice in an overwhelming sort of way excellent and now you also uh released bark magic another card game as well did you learn a lot through the process of doing bark magic that you were able to take over to head honcho 
Oh, yeah. Big time. I think this time yeah. we've uh, really learned how to kind of like streamline a lot of it, especially when it comes to promotion and uh, like the manufacturing side of board games. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing about until I got through all the Bark Magic uh, rigmarole. And now um, I think we're able to make a better game that costs us less money in the long run. And we can therefore we can make it cheaper for you know other people to buy. So um, yeah, it's been a, a learning process, and uh, we we made our own little gaming company uh, called Radish Games. And I am not a uh, business savvy type guy, but I am figuring it out as I go. <laughs> so, yeah, who did all your illustrations? They're super cute. Uh, that would be my wonderful wife. She is Aww, the main illustrator. Talented. Yeah, she did a lot of the design on. Uh, bark magic too she did the icons and all of the ancient relics but this time around she just did everything she all the spirit leaders all the little ghosts and it, it works really well she has a fantastic style so yes yeah it does it has that like hand-drawn playful it almost reminds me too of like drawing on a chalkboard was that intentional yeah yeah it, it kind of looks like a doodle a little bit but it's very like simple, but there's some great little details here and there. And she went through a lot of different um, like poses and, you know, character designs for, you know, showing me like multiple eyeballs and mouths and, you know, which one fits the best. So it's been a, a process, but I think she's improved a lot, too, over this past year while working on the game. What else you been up to, Ben? So, uh, man, what have I not been up to? I've been doing so much stuff. Obviously, you know, my normal uh, teaching and coaching uh, here in Indiana, and um, I've been uh, dabbling in game journalism, as I'm known to do. Um, I did a really big piece for A Profound Waste of Time, Volume 3, where I actually got to sit down with uh, Tim Schafer of Double Fine and talk to him about uh, Psychonauts and basically his entire life story. Um, so that was thrilling. Uh, you know, they say never meet your heroes, but Tim's been a hero of mine for a long time, and I was uh, very happy meeting with him and talking to him um, and just having, you know, goofy conversations. So looking forward to that coming out here in the next uh, two months or so. Um, I've done some articles for Game Informer, which was really huge, too, because they're such a big magazine. Um, I got to do a really cool piece on the 40th anniversary of the Famicom uh, system for Nintendo um, in Game Informer. And it was even cooler because I just so happened to uh, take a trip to Japan this last summer with my wife for the third time and so i was kind of like living it you know i was looking through famicom games and visiting cool retro gaming sites so that that has uh, also been going on wow i i need to go to japan one day it's one of those bucket list <laughs> adventures yeah. you know yeah yeah always wanted to do that and uh, yeah, so where can we read when it comes out the Tim Schafer interview? So that is uh, only in the A Profound Waste of Time magazine, volume three. Uh, they actually okay. did a Kickstarter, uh, gosh, about a year, maybe a year and a half ago. But they are still selling okay. uh, the the volumes online. It's like a physical only thing. It's one of the most okay. beautiful magazines I've ever seen. Um, so yeah, you can check that out there. And I think there's like uh, past issues in in issue number two. I wrote the history of Hal, uh, the you know mm-hmm. makers of Smash Brothers and Kirby and stuff. Um, so yeah, highly recommend that. It's a fantastic publication. Um, it's it comes out of the UK. Caspin um, uh, Whistler is the one who does it, and he's just amazing. That's really cool. Are you still doing memory card show? 
Uh, kind of like hit and miss. Uh, not as much as I used to because uh, my co-host Push, who lives in Japan, uh, kind of had to step away from the show just because he got so busy. Uh, he got a job mm-hmm. at like a VR uh, developer, and they were making some big new game. Actually, I think it just came out for the PlayStation. Um, it's called Runes Magus, and it's like a like a JRPG, but it's also like VR, which is I don't think been done very much. Um, so yeah, we just kind of had to take a step back and, uh, every now and then I upload, uh, an episode if, you know, I find some kind of gaming history that really tickles my fancy, but, uh, yeah, for right now it's more like posting to social media about like cool gaming history facts and stuff like that. So cool. I think you're going to like our new game segment that we've added to the podcast. We've only done three of them so far. A walk down memory card lane. When Ooh. I was thinking of the name, I thought of you guys. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think you're going to I think you're going to enjoy it and uh yeah, it's going to be interesting to see see who who can get it today's uh today's game, but we'll be playing that later. Um so yeah, super exciting and yeah, I keep following you guys on uh, on Twitter and stuff cuz uh because, yeah, you always got really cool uh, uh, different things posted. Like the pin tweet you have right now with that bucket hat. Because bucket hats are back <laughs> yeah. in with that Nintendo bucket hat. Just a GameCube yeah. hat. Sick. Everyone loves. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Catherine, how you feeling, my dear? Have you been able to do much? Not really. No. Uh, no. I, I did order, though, a... um standing desk platter thing that you put on your desk and then you can bring it up and it converts a normal desk into a standing desk. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that is my goal for next week is to be able to use my desk again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just need to, I just need the Pascal's help so that we can readjust my monitors. Cause right now they're too high. Cause this mm-hmm. basically asks like when it's completely low, it acts like a monitor riser. And then okay. you can bring it up to work, um, standing up. So, and I got a mat to stand and everything. So, because right now, um, sitting is a no-no, but mm-hmm. standing is okay for like four to five minutes at a time. So, once I get to like a point where I can be standing for a good 15, 20 minutes, I want to kind of like see if I can do standing sessions at my desk. Because uh, mm-hmm. right now, working from bed with just a laptop is uh, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, like, I mean, work has been very understanding. I already missed, like, a whole week just because, like, when I was in the thick of it, I wasn't sleeping well. I wasn't functional. Um, and between me missing more work and me being slightly less productive at work, they they were like, we'll take the lather. <laughs> um over the former because like we're such a small team it's like if i'm not there it's like half the ui team is missing so they're like hi mm. no pressure but like if you're going to be gone for a while let us know and we'll mm-hmm. just priorities i was like i'll be back just like how bad are these deadlines they're like you're fine you're fine so um and also it keeps me busy because i was going insane uh just yeah. doing nothing i am not the kind of person to just i used to be when i was a, a teenager but 38 year old me does not enjoy binging Netflix for a whole week. After two days, I was done. I was over it. I was like, I want to go outside, yeah. <laughs> but I can't cause it hurts. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's confirmed. I've got a disc bulge and the only thing I can do is wait for it to go away. 
Yeah. Basically. Uh, yeah, physiotherapy and waiting for it to go away. So, okay. And hoping not to do it again. Yeah. In the future. Yeah. Re-injuring it would not be fun. Definitely. No. Mm-hmm. So just uh, taking it one day at a time. Good stuff. It's just growing old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all getting there. Joelle, what have you been up to? How's Miami? Um, Miami is very rainy <laughs> uh, right now, but um, we uh, did, did end up having a little bit of some fun this last weekend. We rented um, C-Bobs. I don't know if you've okay. heard of those, but like you, they're like a little mini, uh, they look like a little mini, like, uh, like sea do I guess, but you you can like put your chest on it and you grab the handles and there, there's a throttle on one of the handles and you push it in and it like it, there's a motor and it like pulls you in the water. So mm. you're hanging onto this thing and it pulls you um all over the top of the water. And then if you like put your weight on it and press down, it'll it'll take you under the waves and you can like dive with it. So um we we might have a bit of a curse on us because we went to Fort Lauderdale, which is about an hour north of Miami. And we tried to do like a reef tour up there um, because the scuba thing was kind of done. And when I asked them ahead of time, this tour company, like, you know, what time of day we should go and have they seen any jellyfish because we've been traumatized um, from our scuba uh, outing. And they're like, we haven't seen any jellyfish. Like, you should be fine. And so we got out to the first reef, which took like, it takes like 10 minutes to get out there. So you're like hanging onto this sea bob and you're like going with the waves and like, you know, getting used to steering and all that kind of stuff. And then we get out there and there's like a big little, little blob of jellyfish like everywhere. And like, there's like 10 of them all around and, you know, and you like got to stick your head in the water to see them. Um, And then one person we were in a small group and one person got stung and the instructor was like, nope, I guess we're not doing this. And so we went back. Uh, and then I also got seasick using the Bob. So that wasn't, that was unpleasant, but like, yeah, we just have a curse on us. I think apparently this time of year is terrible for <laughs> uh, jellyfish and any sort of like sea adventure. So um, but we did get to try them. They're really fun. If you like water activities, like I would recommend, we would definitely go and, and do them again. And like, even if we didn't go out like to do a reef tour, we would just like to have fun with them in the water. Cause they were, they were pretty fun uh, to zip around in. Um, and then on uh, Sunday we went to, um, Hollywood, Florida, which is where I was born. Oh, um, and I like, my folks are from Minnesota, but then my parents moved uh, from my dad's job while my mom was pregnant with me to Florida. And then I was born. And then like six months later, they moved back <laughs> to Minnesota. So I was like, this is where I was born. And I had never been back. And it's um, it's fairly close to, to Miami. It's in between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Most people don't know that a, a Hollywood, Florida exists, um, but it's a really cute little place, a really cute town, really nice, really nice hotels, um, a nice atmosphere. We 
uh, walked along the boardwalk, really nice uh, boardwalk, and um, got some sushi, and it was just really, really nice. So it was kind of cool. Uh, the hospital I was born at, I think they they closed or they changed their name. I couldn't quite um, figure it out, but uh, but yeah, it was just kind of cool to be like, this is where I was born. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's uh, those were our adventures. So never a dull moment, but. We uh we're kind of over jellyfish at this point, <laughs> ruining everything. So. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys like attempted it again, but I mean, you know, back into the ocean. What do you I expect? Mean, I think we kind of figured like it it wasn't we're we're right by shore. Yeah. And so like it, it and then I and when I asked them, they're like, No, we hadn't seen any. So we're like, Oh, okay, well maybe they they don't get too close. Or if there's like one mm. or two, it's like it's not mm. that big a deal, but when you start to see kind of like a bunch and again, you have to, you have to keep your mask in the water when you use these, like to, the sea bobs to see them. So when, when you're just like cruising, like you're not going to see any and you're going to like just get stung. And so, yeah. And we were going to, we were supposed to go down like a mile or two from where we were at. And then this instructor was really responsible and was just like, Nope, like I don't want you guys like to get hurt. And so we, we went back in and then he and then I was I was too sick. I was like, I don't want to be in the water anymore. Um, and then uh, the other people, like he just let them kind of um, the sea bobs, they can go up to 10 miles an hour when you hang on to them to go. Okay. And so when we were just tooling around, he didn't want us going that fast. So we can only go like two like we had to kind of go slow but since we were like in the swimming area he like he like opened up the um like the the handicap on it so he let people go really fast so it was pretty <laughs> funny to watch everyone like like zip around and, and stuff and you wear a harness so that like you're attached to it um, yeah so you can't like let it go and it just like gets away from you like you kind of go with it and you can't get hurt by it or anything like that so um but it was just it was pretty funny but uh yeah. If you let go, does it shut off? Like, is there kind of like a trigger and it just floats back up? If you like, if you do manage to let go. Yeah, because like if you let go, you uh, your hand goes off the throttle, mm-hmm. um, so it'll just like stop. It'll just kind of float and it'll kind of pull you. Like it's it's not really anything like severe. Um, okay. And then if you they have a depth limit, so if you dive down uh, too far with these, it'll automatically turn off and then it'll float. So, okay. so it's like, that's another like safety thing. So, I mean, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty foolproof. Um, yeah. So if you, if you went too far down, cause if you didn't have that limit, like people could just go as far down as like, yeah. to the village would be bad because we didn't have any air. We were, we, we didn't yeah. have a snorkel. We were just had our masks. And so, yeah. um, so, but it was, it was really cool though. That they were, they were fun just to kind of dip out on, on the water and, um, it took a little while getting used to, but yeah, they were, they were a good time. So cool. Cool. I like how you always come back with adventures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish they were, I wish they were a little more like upbeat. <laughs> just like, this happened and this was a disaster. This happened. And so you yeah, keep trying. We do, we do keep trying, but gosh, darn it. We're going to get our sea adventure yet. But yeah. <laughs> I was uh, out this weekend uh, in Keene, Ontario, uh, at a resort for my sister-in-law's wedding. It was really nice. Uh, it was like 
26 degrees. What is this? And it's like that hot and it's October right now in Toronto. I don't know if you guys are having like a heat wave or something, but oh, like yeah. this is weird. Big time. I yeah. am I am boiling in my office right now. It's, yeah. It's honestly, I've been sleeping with the windows wide open and like no sheets on me. It's so hot. Mm-hmm. Like where is the fall weather? It's hot. Yeah, it's like hot. in the it's evening the it'll weather. drop. Yeah. But like in the, in the daytime, it's been wicked hot. It was gorgeous out here this evening. So, so yeah, I guess summer's still trying to hang on for a little <laughs> bit longer. But I'm, yeah. I'm ready for the sweater weather now. I am. Truly, I am. I bet. In Minnesota, they, they were going to have the Twin Cities Marathon uh, this last Sunday, and they canceled it due to heat. It was like it was like in the 90s. Um, wow. Whoa. So it's like 30s. Like, yeah, it was so hot. So they wow. they canceled it. And I guess when I go back, I come back on Saturday, it's like mm-hmm. going to be 50 degrees Celsius. So it's going to go from me for like 86 to like 50. I'm just like, oh, it's going to be so cold. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're going to, the fall, I guess, is going to hit now after like after this weekend it's gonna it's gonna just like yeah. slam slam us right into right into sweater weather that's true <laughs> yeah all right let's go through real quick the fantasy credit leagues see where the standings are because there were games that release slash reviews came out um in the podcast league cat's still in first i am now in second joel or sorry simon is in third and joel is in fourth um currently based on the games that have released the game that did came out that gave me a, a, a chunk of points was cocoon which i didn't anticipate but i know you're playing that and i'm yeah. curious to see what it's all about so uh so yeah we got 88 on uh on uh not metacritic what is open critic is the one they use here so yeah that uh that's where we stand on that let me see if anybody picked anything up this week nope nobody picked anything up Oh, Over- I got the notification that Hades 2 will not come out this year, so I gotta... Oh, you gotta pick something out? No. Yeah. Nah. And also, Medical's Night Market gave me minus two points. Oh, Bump. that's too bad. It must have been uh, from the uh, just under... What is it? Under 70? And it yeah, gives you minus... Oh, yeah, it's man. 60. It's all right. I still got Baldur's Gate oh, 3 and Legend of the Zelda <laughs> Tears oh, of the Kingdom. Oh, poor cat. She took a two-point <laughs> hit. Oh, that's so sad. So sad. <laughs> She's still in first by a long shot. Uh, in the community group, it is really uh, interesting to kind of watch how things are playing out right now because... Uh, Pat and Darth are like neck and neck right now. It's kind of impressive. Um, so Pat's still in first. Darth's in second. Phoenix is in third. Joelle, you're in fourth. Alban's in fifth. I'm in sixth. Simon in seventh. And Tim in eighth. Um, we did, who, did anybody pick Cocoon on our group here? Did anybody pick Cocoon? I don't. Yes. Uh, Darth got it. That's what gave him all the points. And did anybody have Minico's Night Market, I wonder, and get minus points? Oh, Joelle, you had it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you got minus one for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, the teal I... mask, which at the, we didn't know if that was actually going to get scored. I know. I know. I, I'm choosing... I'm choosing violence. I'm choosing to be better. I'm going to I'm going to be salty. I just can't. I can't win. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it doesn't look like anybody picked anything up since September 16th. No changes. So, uh, we'll stay and wait. But there's still there's still games to be picked up. 
on both sides and both leagues. So uh, you still don't know what might happen. Know. What's the point, Leah? What, oh, is, no. what is the point? <laughs> All right. Let's get into what everybody is playing. Ben, I need to know. Trombone champ. Yes. What's it that like? Game is hilarious. It's so good oh. on the Switch. Oh my gosh. Now, oh my to be fair, oh. I've never played it on the PC. I just watched other people play it and laughed at them. Yeah. But like yeah. all the different ways, like all the different control methods are all hilarious. Some work way better than others. Um, I mean, if you haven't played that game, it's like chock full of all this weird like lore about baboons and hot dogs. Really? Yeah. It's so weird. Like when you when you win games or when you win uh, songs and finish them, they like give you trading cards of different famous trombone players and also baboons. And then it's like if you want to win the game, you have to like challenge the baboons to like a, a trombone off. It's so weird, but like in all the best ways. So, yeah, I mean, it's why just, baboons? I don't know. They just they wanted to run with like a couple like really deep jokes i guess and that was one of them <laughs> that like baboons hate maybe because it sounds like bassoon I-, I really don't know but um yeah it's it's fantastic like there's so many weird uh like little quirky uh things like when you well a song is loading they'll give you like all these facts about trombones that are like not at all true like <laughs> like that it takes like <laughs> hundreds of years to make one trombone or it costs billions of dollars just absolutely ridiculous and uh, the great thing about the Switch version is that you can do like up to four players at once, and it just is madness. But everyone is just like laughing so hard as they're playing. So, yeah, Gosh. I love rhythm that sounds games. Sounds hilarious. And I need yeah. I needed something like this in my life. I have a I have a question. Sure. Because when I was watching the trailer at the Nintendo Direct, like the. the the sound of the trombone like made me like shiver like <laughs> in 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 uh, rejection so i just was like how is it like playing it cuz like just listening to it was was <laughs> for me I, I was like oh man i feel like even when you're hitting um the right pitch that they want you to it's still like kind of off key on purpose just to give it that like zany kind of feel so yeah that's just kind of how it goes and they have like all these elaborate background um like images that are like people dancing baboons throwing things and there's literally like jump scares like the like (laughs) things will come out at you and there's like a because i was looking through the options and it was like do you want to turn off jump scares i'm like in the trombone game absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) so this yeah. is actually a spooky game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so wild in the best of wow. ways. So yeah. All right. <laughs> nice. And how's C- Cocoon going? It's fantastic too. Oh man. It's, I mean, it's, these are the same guys who did what, uh, Inside and Limbo. So like, I know <laughs> that for four hours of my life, I'm just going to be like deeply engrossed in this game. There's no dialogue. They've literally never told me a single thing. Like they're not like press A, you know, to do this or move the control stick like they just drop you in and they're like you better figure it out um there was a a meme a while back that was like a wizard looking at his orb and it was like pondering my orb and that's kind of what this game is i don't want to give away too much but it's like there's worlds within worlds and you have to jump between them and you have to carry them around with you and it's just like mind-bending puzzles but you feel really smart when you solve them so that's always good 
Sweet. And you're playing that via Game Pass? Yes. Yeah. On my yeah, series. I'm going to have the. Yeah, nice. I'm going to have to download that one. Because, um, yeah, I. I just assumed it was going to get like when I was looking at Fantasy Critic. I'm like, I don't know anything about this game, but its pedigree is good. Therefore, <laughs> oh, yeah. I will add it to my list. Well, normally they um, kind of go in, yeah. in a spookier direction, and this one kind of has like weird uh, sci-fi vibes, but it seems a lot more uh, bright and fun than their past games. Which is, I mean, I love their past games too, but it's there's definitely some weird like mystery. Like you're just kind of trying to figure out like what is this world that you've been dropped into. Very cool. I'm looking forward to that. Cat, have you been able to play anything? Um, I finished the main story of Minico's Night Market. Yeah. And then I saw stuff I had to grind, and I was like, no thanks. <laughs> um, so I went back to Baldur's Gate 3. Um, I can play in short bursts. Kind of like, I call it, me and my boss laugh, we call it tummy time, like for toddlers and babies. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'll lie here on my tummy with like my fort of pillows <laughs> and my Xbox controller and my laptop. And I'll play like, I can play an hour, an hour and a half. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, back into Baldur's Gate. I want to finish this game so bad. But yeah, I haven't been playing on console yet because um, being upright is still a uh, challenge. I get that. get that completely. Yeah. Joelle, what are you playing? The only thing that I can say that I'm playing is Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 2, <laughs> Peter and Miles are the duo. They save New York as they fly. Look out, choose your Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say choose your Spider-Guy. Oh, that would have been so much better. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I should you're here. To point it out, yeah. Thank you, but yeah. Yeah, so this one, uh, you're playing it. Uh, we can say that you're playing it. And that yes. the review, when the review embargo lifts, which is Monday, October 16th at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Um, but yeah. Once that hits, then you can actually talk about it <laughs> on the podcast. I can, but that is uh, what I'm playing. Yeah, nice of them to give them lots of time. Love that. <laughs> it, 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 it is. It is true. Well, and I actually I got it. Um, uh, I we have a PS5 in Miami, and so I I did put it on the Miami one. So I kind of have to. I'm going to try to finish as much as I can. Um, I'm sure your data will transfer over. Oh. I'll have to figure that out. Okay. I would imagine it would. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Connected to your account. I would yeah. think, but I mean, you can look it up and see I if your saved data would travel. I will do some I'm pretty Googles. sure will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mentioned last week that I picked up Paleo Pines for the purposes of, you know, traveling and stuff. Uh, I started it. I barely got anywhere uh, because Assassin's Creed Mirage came into my uh, lap, which is awesome. Um, yeah, but I did touch it a little bit. I'm going to play it more, uh, Paleo Pines, that is, uh, while Mike is playing games on the big TV when he's racing, because now they race, they do their F1 race on Tuesday nights. Uh, so I'm not podcasting during that time, and the TV is occupied, so I, I can't play the big fancy games on the big fancy TV <laughs> uh, when he's using that. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to playing more of that. But like I said, I have Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, and embargo review embargo will be lifted as of the time this podcast comes out. It'll actually be before, so that's great. Um, yeah. 
I have been looking forward to this because it was selling me originally on all the things that I love about Assassin's Creed and then modifications that also meant the the gripes that I've had with Assassin's Creed that have come out recently, you know, was kind of left by the wayside, which is great. Um, so this game takes place between the time frame, because there is lore of how Assassin's Creed goes. This takes place between Origins and Valhalla. And you follow Basim, who, if you played in Valhalla, he's one of the characters that you meet. Uh, Ivor reach, uh, meets as, as you're playing the game, um, known as one of the Hidden Ones. This is before they were called the Assassins. They were actually called the Hidden Ones. So this game essentially takes you through Basim, you know, growing up and then becoming a Hidden One. Um, and what I like about this is that it brings us back to the OG assassin nature of the Assassin's Creed games, where it's sneaky, sneaky, stabby, stabby, and that's what I love. (laughs) (laughs) Thumbs up from Kat. Because here's the thing, that's, if you're going to be an assassin, like, that, I want, I want to be able to kill in many different ways, but it should be sneaky as much as possible, because the whole point is to get in and get out as fast as you can. And I love terrorizing guards. I love sending them off on a wild goose chase with a distraction. I love, you know, whistling at them to come hither and then stabbing them and throwing them in a hail bale. Like that, <laughs> that's what I live for. So <laughs> I'm really happy that they've kind of pulled the reins in so that you still have the that assass- Assassin's Creed original essence. Because I felt that's what I was really missing from, even though I love Odyssey, and I love Origins, and I enjoyed Valhalla. I it was just like that. I miss that. I miss that like real crux of what Assassin's Creed is. The problem with like Origins and Odyssey is you had to spec into it, kind of like because yes! of the skill three. So if you wanted to like to have the like the one time like the instant kill like hidden blade stab, you had to like spend skills into it. And I was like, why though? Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, that that decision I was never on board with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the last still, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, should, yeah, you should still play Origins and Odyssey though. They're good. Oh games. yeah, for but sure, they're fantastic I'm, games. I'm, yeah. I'm hearing you talk about Mirage, and I'm just like, oh, I'm so happy to hear that because yeah. like it's probably the next game I'm gonna play. Yeah, I feel like like they wanted to try something new in the other games and started you know diving down the realm of the RPG, the true RPG nature, where if you wanted to play as an assassin, you RPG'd it out, spec for it, just like you were talking about. But this one, very much, they're like, no, you are a, you are a sneaky, sneaky, stabby, stabby assassin, and that is it. Um, this type of gameplay hasn't really been focused on on t- like in the past few games, so that's why I thought it was really great. Uh, also, to the thing that's different in previous games, it was very much based on like uh, experience, XP building, and garnering to be able to get all the you know level up to get skill points to spec into the way you wanted to play the game. Um, and this one seems more to play as a story progression style driven sort of thing. So as you open up pieces of the story, that's where you're going to start getting more of your capabilities. There is a skill tree of sorts in there for sure. Um, with three different like options that you pick through, but it's not like, you know, you can't go and get overpowered by going and wiping out a whole section of the map and 
you know, beating all these things and coming back and then going on to the story mission than just being OP, right? You, you really, you're, you're going to get your skills as you go. Um, pickpocketing is really fun. I never thought that <laughs> I would enjoy just like sneaking up behind people and trying to steal their little bit of money. Um, and there are some like, you know, collectathony like things that you have to pickpocket for, which is kind of cool. Um, the map doesn't seem obnoxiously huge, which is nice because I found that in being the type of gamer that wants to go and collect every little node that's on the screen, Cat um, is guilty of this too, that like in previous games that was just becoming overwhelming and I would get anxiety from it and this is way more manageable. That That's like a crime committed that by many many like open world type games yeah in the past like six eight years yeah it's just like huge maps lots of points but like not a lot of content mm-hmm. you get overwhelmed pretty fast um yeah witcher 3 was like that too i remember oh, opening yeah. the map in witcher 3 and being like oh god no <laughs> yeah uh, there is a new mechanic called favor tokens um essentially they it's what you need to get NPCs to help you out. Like instead of just paying off like uh, a merchant to go and do something, you need to have these specific favor tokens to get them and go like distract the guards or lowering your notoriety or something like that. Right. You need these tokens. I haven't really gotten, I've only like gotten the like tutorial mode of it um, so far. Cause I'm only about 10 hours in considering, you know, I only really started playing yesterday and play most of today. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of like the beginning of, of that, but I can see that being a really interesting mechanic to think, to have to think through what you need to do if you want, depending on how you want to play the game, right? And how you want to go about distracting the guards and if you just want to kill them instead. Um, there's lots of side activities to collect. Weapons are upgraded uh, by schematics as well as finding the weapon. So you get a weapon and then it looks like there's three tiers of upgrading. Um, so you'll need a schematic to do that along with some like crafting items, which is like iron and, and leather and things like that. And you bring it to a, to a blacksmith or a tailor or whoever, and they'll, they'll do up your gear for you. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Cause then it just, it just makes more sense of why I'm going out and clearing the map. It's like, I need the weapon. Okay, cool. But I also need this other piece in order to do it. It just made more sense of why I'd want to go through and clear out the map. Um, so, so far, I'm really happy with it. It's like, you know, getting on the bicycle that I've ridden a hundred times before, um, but now just feels like the comfort level is there again because this is the type of game that I want to play. Um, I think I anticipate it not being as, like, overly long to get through. I'm not sure at this point how long it's anticipated to get through the full game, Um I believe it's not as big as a normal Assassin's Creed game, which is really nice because, I I mean, like, I've still got Starfield to play. (laughs) And, like, I've already got, like, 25, 30 hours in that, and I feel like I've barely scratched the surface. So I'm happy if this is one that's not going to outstay as welcome. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep playing it until I finish the story and uh, see how it goes and uh, report back if there's any changes in my opinion on it. But so far... I'm pretty happy. It's what it's exactly what I wanted out of an Assassin's Creed game. And Kat, I think you're going to enjoy it. Excellent. Okay. 
Next thing for us here today is our game session, Walk Down Memory Card Lane. Each week, the team will have to guess a historical game that would have released during the time of this episode's airing. We will start with its release date, and then I will give you hints, and the uh, the game is for the team to attempt to guess what it is. Shout out your what you think it might be. Go through, you know, talk out loud, <laughs> discuss it as a crew. We don't keep any points here, so it's really just for the fun of it. So I want you folks to take your memories back to October 5th, 2018. Oh, it's not as old as I thought. No. Hmm. I don't go. I, I sometimes I go super super old. We've had uh, uh, 2011, 2007, uh, 2002. Yeah, that's as old as we've gotten so far. I was thinking so, it was going to uh, be like 1994 or something. Like, no, <laughs> no, not going, not going that far back. So October fifth, 2018. Any guesses? October fifth. Okay. Oh man. So this is the second year of the Switch. Yep. Um, is it Luigi's when, Mansion? No. Let me know when you want your next hint. No, Luigi's Mansion came out right before Halloween and not that early. I remember because I was playing it on Halloween that year. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here, good call. A little too, little too early. I'm Do ready for the second hint. Yeah. Okay. This game was released on PS4 and the Xbox One. Okay. Hmm. PS4 and Xbox One. Ooh, it's not a Switch game. Uh... Hmm. Hmm. Dang, I feel like Switch. Do you want the next Switch hint? Is my <laughs> thing I'm good at. Uh, yes. Okay. This game brought RPG elements to the series. Assassin's Creed Origins. Not Assassin's Creed Origin. Not Assassin's Creed. RPG oh. elements to the series. 2018. Is 2018 Assassin's Creed Odyssey? <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the game. She's got Assassin's Creed on f- the brain. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of fluky how it panned out, but like that's normal. The games kind of all seem to release yeah. around the same time, right? Yeah. But so, I, I uh, was just, I was just trying to think. I was like, it might be Assassin's Creed. What was I doing at work in 2018? Like, which game was I helping market? Was it Origins? <laughs> yeah. So I've got yeah. uh, I got a few other ones. Uh, but congratulations, Catherine, for getting the answer right. Yay. So the other uh, <laughs> clues were, and I knew this was I knew this one was going to be an easy one. Um, Dial. Dialogue choices by the player could change the outcome of the story. It introduced uh, introduced in a previous game. Naval ca- combat was back. Hmm. You had to track down the cult of the cosmos and its leader. One of the most critically acclaimed entries in the series. Yep. Some of the coolest enemies, especially the fantastical ones in the series. Yes. There's Medusa yes. and the Cyclops. That was really fun. Yeah. Uh, Synchronization points were back again, a staple for the series. And uh, there are two protagonists. You uh, and you got to choose which one you wanted to be. The setting was ancient Greece. I figured by that point you oh. knew what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 
I just had an inkling you you went with an Assassin's Creed game, and I was like, I, it must be every everything that you just described is also in Luigi's Mansion. I don't know if you know that. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Perfect. All right, we're about ready to get into news of the week. We got a few stories here. Uh, take a quick break. Right back right after this. And we're back with news of the week. Catherine, I'm really excited about this one. Yeah, because it came out of nowhere. Yeah, um, really did. Concerned Ape on September 27th just tweeted 1.6 content sneak peek. No release date yet. Um, and on the image, you have a new major festival. Oh, it's Stardew Valley update. Because I don't think oh, you sorry. actually mentioned that it was Stardew Valley. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just we too excited. excited. <laughs> it's Stardew Valley update. So a new major festival, two new mini festivals, new late game content, which expands on each of the skill areas, new items and crafting recipes, uh, Joja alternatives to some of the end game quests, a hundred plus new lines of dialogue, winter outfits for the villagers, New type of reward for completing billboard requests. PC support for eight-player multiplayer. And he says, uh, many small ad- additions and adjustments, new farm type, and new secrets and more. Wow. So um, he just dropped that, saying it's going to come. But like the eight-player multiplayer on PC? That's with yes. pure chaos. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like Hells, madness. Yes. You would need a really, really big farm so everybody had their own house. I guess, but maybe that's what the new farm type is. It's maybe. Just, it's just the type is big old farm for you. <laughs> big old farm for everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's big. Um, I yeah. didn't think he was still working on Stardew Valley considering Haunted Chocolatier is in the works. Yeah, I know he's got help on... He's had help on this stuff, especially with the multiplayer uh, side of it. So maybe that team is also where he had all these ideas and they're helping doing it. Because, yeah, I was kind of hoping for Haunted Chocolatier. Uh, Stardew Valley update instead, but uh, no release date. No release date. So hoping it is before the end of the year. Mm, That'd be nice, considering it's like a winter-themed one, it seems like. Uh, Mm -hmm. Ben, are you a Stardew Valley fan? I am not, but my wife very much is. In fact, there's a giant Stardew Valley Fair poster sitting right in front of me on our wall. So Ooh, she'll nice. be she'll be thrilled to hear she, about this. She was yeah. also playing the Midnight Market game that you guys were talking about earlier. So Oh yeah. Yeah. And she I mean she says she's enjoying it. She said there's some parts that aren't quite uh as good as she would have hoped, but she's very much into the yeah. cute life sim genre as a whole. So yeah, I'm excited to tell her. Yeah, I, I felt the same way about Miniko's Night Market. Some stuff I was just like, why? <laughs> yeah. But as a whole, it's a very cute and fun right. relaxing game. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. I think she's, I mean, we've been waiting on it for so long. And I finally, I was like, it's mm-hmm. finally coming yeah. out. It's coming out. And she was like, oh my gosh, we have to buy it day one. And I was like, absolutely. You know, yeah. got to support those developers. In the image that they shared along with like the list of all the things. There's a few like illustrations, I guess of items. Um, let's talk through some of them. Cause I don't know what they are. So like going across the top, there's something that looks like a star almost, but it's green. What do you think that is? Is that some kind is of it- fruit star fruit or something? I don't yeah, know. 
There's the star fruit in Stardew Valley. That's yeah. The big there's thing. already a star fruit in it. The yellow one. But there's like then, there's like a cup of something that looks like the cup of coffee, but a different color. Did he like make a like, magical cup of drink or something? Because they have tea. That was one of the other uh, uh, updates, right? There's like three colored frogs, like a yellow one, a black one, and a blue one. Yeah. Is it it's just a plant that looks like it has some sort of like nut or something in it, fruit in it. There's a fish bowl. It looks like you can bring your fish inside, maybe have have them in your house and decorating your house. There's a totem that's usually the something you use to warp somewhere. But where yeah. should you be warping? Don't know. <laughs> I what do you think that thing is that's like above the little dude with the sunglasses and what looks like a bug in his hand? What is that? It's like purple and it looks like it has like I don't know if they're gems or tentacles or what they are coming out of it. What is that supposed to be? It looks like a really weird like stocking, Christmas stocking with shit out of it. Maybe. But it's it doesn't look so like a weird. sock. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah it looks and like then a there's mitten. a package with. Yeah. Oh, maybe, oh, it's a maybe it is a mitten. Hmm. Maybe it is a mitten. Huh. There's uh, something that looks like tickets. Then there's something that looks like a box with a question mark on it. There, I guess, is what is one of the illustrations of like this tiny sim as they're walking of one of the characters um, yeah, that's in his the, winter, the winter outfit. outfit. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like and like you said, Kat, I had no idea they were doing anything more with Stardew Valley, but this is the game that just keeps on giving. <laughs> and every other life sim, farming sim game has to live up to the excellence, I can't even say it, excellence of Stardew Valley, I mean, which is a lot. I haven't played in like two, three years. Maybe it's time for me to start a new farm to get ready <laughs> for this. I so, did during COVID and played through a lot of the extended content that came out because they brought a whole new spot with like a tropical island feel, which is cool. Okay, the moment has passed, but I was also looking at the icon. It looks like almost like golf clubs. Hmm. Yeah, I could see oh. that too. I could see that too. Kind of. Huh. Huh. Yeah, it could be a golf bag. Interesting. I don't Interesting. Know. Oh, folks are going to have to ask. Uh, go look at the image. I'm sure Cat will yeah. link it in the I show think, notes. I think it is a golf. Think it is. I think it is a golf bag. Now that you mention it, or it's maybe just like some kind of carrying pack full of. I don't know. I'm colorblind. What color are those things coming out the top? Uh, pinky. Yeah. Red. Oh. Reddish. Yeah. It's a bag of Twizzlers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bag of matches. <laughs> oh, you gotta start a fire. Arson has been added to Stardew Valley. Oh, boy. oh god. Oh, boy. oh my goodness. Yeah, um, but yeah, this this game just keeps on giving. And like what it came out, twenty sixteen? Jeez, we're getting close to it'll be out eight years next year. Wow. So we're getting we're getting there to the ten year mark. That's wild. Joelle, what's the story you have for us this week? Well, I thought this was interesting, mostly because I feel like it's me eating crow and sticking my tail between my legs. Because when we first started talking about the PlayStation handheld and what it was going to be, I was up in arms of like, who is this for? What is needed? (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. 
That was that was my tone. I, I don't think you were the only one. Yeah, I agree I with you on that. I, just, oh, I, I think was, we were all in the same boat. Why? I just, I just was singling myself out. I wasn't going to take everyone down with me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> You're too polite, Joelle. Well, You're allowed to shame all of us, too. No, I will not. Uh, so when I was uh, scrolling through um, some gaming news, I just saw that uh, Game Rant uh, posted that the PlayStation Portal, which is the name of their handheld, has already sold out in many places. And I thought, oh my gosh, like this is so... I mean, it's it's a new tech and some people are early adopters and will just get it for the sake to have it. But even the article says, despite some initial skepticism about its niche nature, the PlayStation Portal handheld is already sold out in many places around the globe. Um, they said it sold out specifically in the Japan and the U.S. Uh, Amazon market. Hmm. Um, so they're saying that it's showing strong demand and potential for commercial success with this um, sold out pre-order. And um, I did try to like see if I could figure out like the volume of the pre-order because that also will make a yeah. difference on <laughs> the quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Maybe now. there was it's only itself. three. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so easy to sell out. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it it, it uh, I I really couldn't find anything like concrete that wasn't pure pure speculation. Um, but the cu- the potential customer pool for this is like fairly large. So I'm guessing that the pre order was open to I would guess a substantial like amount of people, and. Um. Yeah, it's it, it may be more popular than a lot of people thought it 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 would in the beginning. So I think we'll just have to kind of keep an eye on it. I think that um the price tag was was as high as they could go for this thing, and um some people that have that have uh, played it, um like I know that they've enjoyed it. Uh, for, for the limited capability that it has. Um, but like I said, I think it's just like, we'll kind of have to continuing to see how it goes, but it seems that there might be more of a, a demand for this than initially thought. So, yeah, it's just interesting. Cause this is not a Vita. This is no. not a PlayStation portable. No. This is a device to stream your PS five games. To a handheld. Right. Yes. Which the Vita could do, but I, I never really got too much out of it. Like, I've, I've done it before. I've played Persona that way a little mm. bit. It's essentially um, what Xbox is doing, but with whatever phone people have. A device. Yeah. yeah it's an yes. actual device designed for it. Yeah. And some of the reviews that I've watched and read for this is that some people actually do enjoy the fact that it's not a device that they're, they don't have to like eat up battery or take up another thing with another device. They know like, Hey, this is the only thing this is going to be used for, hmm. you know, it's just to pick up and play. But the, the main disappointments come from obviously if something happens to the controller, it's like, you can't just go out and buy another. Well, you can, but it's $200. You know, it's like if Yikes. my dual sense goes bad, it's like, Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll take the seventy five dollar hit, but when if this goes out, it's like 
that's fairly disappointing. And it doesn't support any Bluetooth connectivity, just like your PS5. So they do offer a uh, three millimeter audio jack. So if you okay. have um, if you have uh, hardwire headphones, you can use it. Otherwise, you can't connect. You can only connect their PlayStation PS5 um, earbuds to this, so you can't connect AirPods or any other any other Bluetooth. That's shitty. So, Jeez, yeah, that's yeah. terrible. Yep. Who mm-hmm. like in this day and age? Who still has like hardwire headphones? <laughs> I, I have it just for this podcast. Yes, These I, earbuds <laughs> just for this podcast. Yeah, I, it's like I would have fair. to. I would have to dig out like the whoops. I keep hitting my mic. Sorry, I'm on my bed. Um, I would have to dig out like the wire that came with my. Mm. Uh, with with these bows, <laughs> like the audio yeah. jack to like turn into a wired thing. Like I don't have wired. He- I haven't had wired headphones in like a good eight years. Or like that yeah, little will... dinky one from the PlayStation Four that just went in your ear, like the little tiny wire. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or now, yeah. Or now all I have are like USB C ones that come with your phone because your phone doesn't have like a audio port. A jack. Anymore. Yeah. Anyway, which I, I, I thought that's everything a weird decision now had to come them. with. Uh, USB plugs in it, or USB C plugs in it. Like all the new iPhones and stuff are supposed to be coming with a USB C plug in it. Yeah, Europe is uh, ruling that because they're like, yeah. fuck your wires. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just a weird decision on Sony's part to be like, yeah, handheld, um, you know, something that you can use, like, I you mean, know, on the go and whatnot, and not have it like have a universal. Some but sort how of do you use it on the go? I'm not gonna tether this thing to my phone <laughs> so that I can play it. Like I still don't get the use case. That that is like, what you would have to do to play it. Tethered to my phone yeah. or yeah. or oh, you can't, be oh, on yeah. a hotel Wi-Fi or airline uh, airline yep. Wi-Fi to play yep. Spider-Man 2 on my on my thing. Like I, I don't get it. Yep. Get it. Like, what do you decision. what is it Sorry. a brick when you can't connect? I don't get it. What do you do with this thing? I, I, I guess like if you if you have okay. So the other day, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the other day, I was in my boyfriend was playing something on on the PlayStation, and I was like, you know, if I had that portal thing, I could play Spider Man while he's playing that. And I'm like, oh no, did I just think of of a use for this? So I guess like. If you only have one PlayStation in the household, but there's multiple users, like, and it's two hundred bucks, like, it's not. I mean, it's but not cheap. Can someone else? Can someone else play something on the like? Yeah, you can, can do that. Can Mike be playing F one and I play Spider Man on that thing at the same time? I thought so. But I, did, if not, I didn't think that, so, but <laughs> oh, it's possible. Oh boy. Because yeah. yeah, that's the that that's the use case problem we have. Besides, like that, the Series X and the PS Five are connected to the same big fancy pants TV. Is that if he's playing, I can't play, mm. right? Yeah. Mm. 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 Yeah, I'm waiting for reviews on this thing. I'm yeah. really curious to see what the use case is, and like even in my own house, you know, playing cloud gaming, streaming to my Vita was never super great, you know? So, yeah. like, I still don't... And I have really wicked fast internet. Like, I don't get it. So, yeah, I, I still don't know what the use case of it is. But, yeah, apparently they sold a whole bunch of them already. 
they they did. <laughs> That's they true. did. Yep. Well, that pretty much closes out the show this week. Uh, as always, I ask you if you have uh, are curious about anything that we talked about in this uh, podcast that you go check out the show notes on girlsongames.ca for links to all the stories and everything else mentioned in this episode, including that image from uh, Concerned Ape. Thank you, Catherine, for doing that for us each and every week. Uh, if you have the power to rate and review a podcast on the podcasting platform where you are consuming this podcast, that would be much appreciated. Please do so. It helps us uh, with discovery so people can find our podcast and also all the comments. We read them and uh, it helps us build our show. So thank you very much for that. Um, this is the moment where I ask the crew to shout out their social media handles. But of course, I want to thank Ben for being on the show. And Ben, you need to tell everybody where they can go and... <laughs> track down your game, follow you on all the different things you're doing and, and everything like that because, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, so if you want to follow me on uh, Twitter or X or whatever stupid thing it's going to be named in the future, um, that's uh, <laughs> at Super Bentendo, like Super Nintendo, but with the word Ben in it. Um, my board game company is Radish Games, which you can find at Play Radish or at Play Radish Games on Instagram. And um, I also have a TikTok now where I make silly little videos and uh, also talk about video games and board games. And that is at Bertoli64. It's my last name, B-E-R-T-O-L-I. You would think I would have some kind of cohesive branding across all social media, but I'm not that smart. So uh, if you want to find <laughs> the head honcho Kickstarter, you can just search for it. Just make sure you spell honcho, H-A-U-N-T-C-H-O. Um, or you can go to radishgames.com, which might be easier, and it will just kind of shoot you there automatically. Perfect. How have you been finding the TikTok thing? I've been thinking about opening a Girls on Games one uh, I, for a little bit now. I like it, although there's there's times when I spend like hours making a TikTok that I think is really like cool and has good edits and everything, and it gets like 200 views. And then there was one where I just like did uh, i have a king of the hill action figure and i did like a funny voice and it got like a hundred thousand views and it took me five seconds so it's like i don't know i haven't quite figured it out yet but i'm getting better at it (laughs) slowly yeah yeah that's the that's what's holding me back it's like i don't know what to post besides clips from the show yeah Yeah. no i need to i want to be i want to have a place that i can do all those ai things where like you tell it to to stylize you as like a grand theft auto 5 character (laughs) or someone from stardew valley or something and then just get everybody to do it i think that'd be funny (laughs) Catherine, where can people track you down i am csdsbinscsbin twitter instagram blue scribe threads Whatever. I am on TikTok, but leave me alone. I just use it to find funny videos of cats and dogs to show my spouse. Um, but seriously, I'm mostly on the Girls on Games Discord. Excellent. Joelle, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at JoelleLauren87. A big hello to new followers uh, there. And then on X at uh, Gamer underscore Comfy, but always chatting and um sharing my adventures in the girls on games discord uh, please come and say hi excellent and i am leah jew our most social media platforms but of course you want to know everything there is to know about girls on games you can track us down at 
Twitter slash X and Facebook at the girls on games. If uh, you want to find us on Instagram and threads, we're just girls on games. No that in there. Discord.me slash girls on games to continue this conversation and more. But of course, if you ever want to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That is our website. Girls on games.ca. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Joelle. Ben, thank you so much for coming to hang out again. Yeah, absolutely. Much appreciated. Anytime. All right. Until next week, everybody. See you later. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye.